Welcome to Out of Game, a podcast featuring unique segments and discussions about board games, card games, RPGs, gamers, and gamer culture. Please join your hosts, Ryan, Chris, and Tim, as they go Out of Game. Welcome to episode 54 of Out of Game. This is Ryan. This is Chris. This is Tim. And we are a podcast about board games. I love this podcast. <laughs> and too. I love that song. What song? The song we just heard. Oh, yeah. The song. Yeah, he's not ringing your ears? No. All right. In this episode, we'll be doing our 2019 gaming retrospective, six episodes after our 2018 retrospective. It's still hard to believe it's 2020. It is. Yeah, I know. I'm not used to it yet. That's but I know Ryan loves it. It's oh, a yeah. very even number. It's asymmetrical and all that. Yeah, it's, it's like great. Duplicate. Or symmetrical. It's actually not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. But it's even. That's what I mean. <laughs> it is even. But you could cut it in half. And there's a pattern. If you cut it in half, it'd be 20 and 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> uh, we're talking about 2019. Oh. But before we do that. It's a prime number. We're jumping into our, it is? No, it's not. 19. Oh, 19. 2019. Yes. Isn't that divisible? 9, 10, 11, 12? Divisible by one and itself. <laughs> okay. Except we're... Okay. All right, let's jump into the spawn point. Spawn point. All right, so, Chris, I'm going to start with the spawn point. I have good. some commentary on the DAR by Ooh. our friend Jason Keglovitz. Okay. And Respect, Jason. We want some thoughts. So, Jason, by the way, has a, a podcast called Context Free which I listen to. So is it free? It is. You awesome. can go out and listen to it. It's, it's about board games and video games, oh. which is, it's like the perfect, in my mind, it's the perfect podcast for someone who doesn't really know much about video games. It's like entry level video game talk. Okay. And then they talk about half about, uh, about board games. So anyway, we were chatting and he, he talked about the dar and he mentioned three, uh, three easy paths to a low dar. Okay, so I like it. I wanted to read these two and get your thoughts. Okay. So number one, the expected outcome you made your decision based on has a low probability of happening. And his example of this is Robo-Rally. That's, that's a low DAR. Yeah, yeah. So these are easy paths to a low DAR. To a low DAR. Okay, gotcha. So, so the expected outcome you made your decision based on has a low probability of happening. I'm down with that. Okay, that's rule number one. Number two... All decisions lead to a similar outcome, and his example here is your view of Sushi Go. Yes, because over time, all things being equal, it will be the same. Yeah. Okay. We yep. tracking so far? Oh, yeah. So you're in agreement. I'm in agreement. All right. Number three. This is the last one. You have no or almost no decisions to make. Candyland War would be the examples. Well, for sure, that... But yeah. there's not that many examples like that. Yeah, like shoots and ladders. Would be no, but I mean, like in modern gaming, there's not a lot of examples right. of you have no decisions to make except for games like Pandemic Legacy. Yeah. So I, I'm. So <laughs> well, like, like when Tim makes the decisions, I don't have anything to do. So you're in agreement with the rules. So I agree with those. There's more, though. Like, um, you put me on the spot, but there's a, uh, like an X Wing. Or in program movement games where you don't know what the other person is doing. That's not necessarily a die roll or a card draw, but I don't know where you're going. That's law one, though. Yeah. 
The What's expected outcome you made your decision based on has a low probability. But I don't have an expect, like, I don't know what you're doing. So I, there's no expectation. It's a, it's a question mark, which actually is a great game mechanic, but it does lower DAR. I thought long about this. What's the game with program movement that we just played recently? It was Jaws. Uh, Jaws. So I was thinking about Jaws and how I appreciated that game and I was surprised by it and had a lot of fun. And I do enjoy, it's not really program movement, it's predicted movement of somebody else's program movement, but intelligently. I'm trying to figure out where the shark, what quadrant the shark is going to pop up in based on in the, another player trying to intelligently process what makes sense for him. So I don't know what he's going to pick, but I can, I can deduct it oh, okay. with high probability but I still don't know. But I still, why would that affect the DAR, though? It does, that's because... Part, that's part of the strategy because he, he might just be picking something random. You know, I, have, I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. I can try to derive it, but at the end of the day, there's a little bit of luck. And luck is not a bad word, but there's a little bit of chance to if I'm going to be right or not. But and by, that lowers the DAR. By that explanation... That means chess has a low dar because I don't know what you're going to do with your piece and move your yeah, piece but, before I move. But my, you know, after my, I do my move piece. has everything to do with what you're going to do, though. Whereas in this, we're doing our moves at the same time. Okay. He's making his move in secret, and I've got to try to figure out where he's going to go. So we do like the card flip thing. Right, right. There's an intelligence to it, but there's still the dar is, is a little lower just because I don't know. And there's other games like this where it's not program movement. But other people can screw you unknowingly. And we just had this happen in, in one of the um, Century games, I think. Not the one we played at Gen Con, but the one prior to that. Where Oh, the Eastern Wonders? Yeah, I think that was it. Where, where you, the you can get screwed yeah, yeah, yeah. based on where they go. Because they took the thing that you were playing it to do on your yeah, turn. Yeah. yeah, and the same one with that Mission to Mars game. <laughs> What's the name of that game again? <laughs> Mission Red Planet. Yeah. Is Mars copyrighted? Is that what they called it then? It just know. sounds cooler. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, in that game, you can also get randomly screwed by somebody else's choice right before your. So, in other words, your decision that you're trying to make is mangled by a game mechanic. And I don't think that's what Jason means, but I could be wrong. Well, his example he gave was Robo Rally. So I Robo think Rally is different. That is pure. I have no clue what they're doing. There's no way to derive what they're doing. Well, that's the you worst. Got six of different it, people playing. So I think that's. Roborelli is the example of the worst example of this rule. Sure. But I think other games, it's like a sliding scale. So it's Roborelli is the, the, the best example, but the other games you're mentioning, it could still happen because of what the other person does. Yeah. It's just not as low. So the yeah. worst the worst offender is Roborelli, and then you kind of go up from there. Right. But games like Roborelli and... Um, Cold Express? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I saw that one coming. I go into it knowing... That if I'm going to get my move, I'm lucky. Yeah. Like I, I sort of have that expectation where other games like X-Wing and maybe the more intelligent games, I have a higher expectation that what I'm going to do is going to happen. Like X-Wing would have a higher DAR than Robo Rally, right? So like Robo Rally is a DAR of one, X-Wing's a DAR of five. It's not as much of a DAR. Yeah, but the X-Wing is, is, isn't a five because of that. It's a five because of the dice rolling. Oh. Oh. The program movement doesn't hurt x-wing that much it just hurts it a little bit and and just because it's a little lower doesn't mean it's bad well no yeah because program movement is fun it's a that's what makes that game fun and a lot of other games like jaws and other games where you have to predict where somebody might go but yeah you have to admit that 
I don't know. Since I don't know what you're doing, there's a little chance there. Yeah, of course. But it's part of the fun of it. Yeah. So another thing Jason was talking about is a new stat that he has been thinking of, which is DAO, decisions affect others. So he think he finds that stat more important than the DAR. Decisions decisions affect others. So this sounds like a stat Tim isn't going to like. Yeah, we're like could you're. Be, it's basically be. like an, a measure of interactivity in the game. So for example, Everdell has a low DAO. Yeah, you're just doing your own thing for the most part. But what does that mean? So is that is, is that good or bad? When it's it just low? depends on your taste. Like some people like a lot of interaction in games, and I think Jason is one of those people. And I do too. I actually agree with him. I don't. I am souring on all I would, I would tableau think that games. This is like the antithesis of the Dar, because if my decisions impact what happens to you, and you and you don't know what I'm going to do, isn't that lowering the Dar for you? It depends mm-hmm. on what you're doing. Okay. Because there are tactical games. I expect things that for you to do things that might interfere with me. Like for example, we're playing Lords of Waterdeep and I need to go to get like a wizard and then you put your piece on that. And mm-hmm. I can't I can't work or place there. Right. That's a DAO problem, but I kind of expect that that might happen and I can just go somewhere else. So I don't that doesn't bother me. So it's me. it's because you since you can predict it. It's since not it's, as, yeah, since the likelihood of it happening is expected and there's other options, yeah. I'm okay with it. It's when your decision affects me with no like reason. Like you can't do anything else either. And I can't do anything else. This is the thing that bothers Tim a lot, I think, is when all of a sudden he's got his strategy and then somebody comes along and just completely messes with his structure. And he didn't see it coming. There's no reason for it to happen. And now his game is screwed up. That's a high DAO with added DAR problem yeah. where it just was not expected. It's like out of left field. I, I, but I like the concept. Yeah, me too. I like defining DAR. So how about you guys? I played a game with my parents um, in November. Century. No, it was a, it's a, a card game called Cover Your Assets. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's a, you know, it's a lightweight party game. And it's... I'm being introduced to a game by my retired parents. Okay. And here I am, Mr. I got a gaming podcast. <laughs> and they're like, Chris, have you heard of this game? And I'm like, I'm sure I have. Let me see it. And they show me. I'm like, uh, no. And then so I started suspecting, I don't know how good this is going to be. And it ended up being pretty fun. Okay. We played several rounds of it. And it was so long ago that I can't remember the rules. But <laughs> okay. I remember making a note that I wanted to talk about this game. It, it was fun, lightweight. It would be a game I would check out for family, you know, a party. Do you remember anything game. about it? Like, not there, the rules, but there's just... a, it's a bluffing game. So okay. you you can take a card, you draw a card. Everybody knows that you drew that card. If you don't want to draw a card on your turn, you can take a card from somebody else by saying, I want your cars or whatever, whatever the card is. And they have to give it to you. But if they have another instance of it, like they give it to you, but if they have another same one, uh-huh. they can play it and take theirs back and yours. Uh, okay. And so there's a fear that you're going to lose your card if you try to take somebody else's. Right. So you can also build up wild cards in your buffer, like mm-hmm. in your hand. And wild cards can be used to take anybody's card at any time or defend yourself. And so there's a lot of bluffing. And then when you get a match, which I can't remember how many there are, you put them face down and you have to, or maybe the face up, I don't remember. And that's how you get points is there's a score on each card. Oh, gotcha. But you can you have to protect your the top card in your discard pile is vulnerable. Yeah. So Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Spawn point. Oh, spawn point. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the kids got a Xbox One ah, for Christmas this year. Nice. So 
they were pretty excited about that. We got a few games. And What did uh, they have previously? Xbox 360. Okay. So that's the system that we had pre-kids. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's seen its time it's and stuff. Now, yeah, right? it's, yeah, pretty much so. They we got them Minecraft. Mm. Samantha is now addicted. Yeah, that's to Minecraft. It's like giving them drugs. Yeah, they used to play. Well, they used to play <laughs> Roblox. On, they play Roblox on their tablets all the time. Okay, um, and they do that together all Not the time. Not anymore. So that's actually, over. those days are over. Jeremy <laughs> still really likes his Roblox. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But now Sam's doing that. We did a creative world, and we spent hours building stuff, and finally got to a point where I was just like. Sam, I can't build anything else. I built pyramids. I built a treehouse. I built a castle. I built another small keep. I built a lighthouse. I built a, a very long tower with a restaurant at the top. I'm like, I'm done on ideas. I don't know what else to do. So uh, I convinced her to do survival mode. Okay. So now we're doing that where it's like... Oh, you, you, know, have to, you have to mine all the resources. Yeah, so right? in creative yeah. mode, you have access to everything. Uh, so you can do whatever you want. Survival mode, you actually have to mine everything. And there's monsters and they'll kill you and stuff. And... It is just awesome to see her just freak out because she's getting attacked by a monster. She starts screaming. She's running around trying to hide stuff. And she's she's so worried about her character dying and stuff like that that we finally got a little shelter built. And she refuses to go out in the day until it's been a few minutes because I guess the sun actually kills the monsters hmm. that come out at night. Like vampires. Yeah, so they all burn up. So she even after it's daylight, she refuses to go outside the house until a little bit. So she goes out. So I'm trying to get her over that, but I, I'm just laughing because of how much it freaks her out to die yeah. and stuff. And the one time she was freaking herself out so much, she was running around, she actually jumped into a pool of lava <laughs> and died. <laughs> and of course, she's in lava, so all her stuff burned up. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, so now she's really paranoid about dying and stuff. And so it's like, no, you go do that. Okay, go, Sam, go get some trees. No, 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 you do that. I'm like, I'll come with you. We'll both get trees. Okay. So we, we probably spent... Five and a half hours last night playing. So wow. wow. I think this is going to become a uh, new addiction. That was for a her. good buy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I love it because she's like, well, how do I do this? I'm like, I don't know, Sam. I should go figure out how you do that. So she'll either have to research it on Google or something, go, you know, find the YouTube that shows her how mm-hmm. to do and stuff. So it's kind of like teaching her the whole oh, yeah. research, how to do it. And then it's, you know, you need these things to make this. And so it's the whole patterns and stuff like that. So. I'm I'm ecstatic that she's doing it. That's very cool. Yeah. So if I if I played Minecraft, I would just have like a landscape full of giant cubes that I made. <laughs> like that would be all my, perfectly symmetrical. Yeah, that'd be yeah. my Minecraft experience. Like I have no idea how I would build anything else. Oh God, no, no, I, it's, it's 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 fun. It's actually fun to create the stuff. Yeah, but you like know how to make things. Like, <laughs> I mean. I used to doodle like 3D cubes. That was the only thing I could ever doodle. Okay, that's uh. That's like it's sad, right? Yeah, that is sad. <laughs> That's like second or third grade art class, I think. That yeah, you did like three D cubes. Yeah, I was good at. 3D could you do a three D rectangle? Yeah, I could do that. Ooh. I used to draw mazes too. Okay, because those are all straight lines. It's true. Graph yeah. paper. Yeah, I used graph paper. There you go. I would make giant mazes. All right, it's time for our table talk. Table talk. You're listening to Out of Game, a podcast which has proven that opinions can be wrong. For more great podcasts, go to DiceTowerNetwork.com. So this Table Talk, we'll be talking about 2019, the gaming retrospective. And we're going to start with a recap. So I was just going to give... A recap. So for me, this is just... So what I used to do for the recap was talk about what went on in the board game industry throughout the year. But uh, I didn't pay as much attention this year. So this is my recap. Shocker. This is my 2019 recap. So for me... I'm calling this the year of prioritizing my hobby time, which is kind of a long name, but 
essentially I have, I had way less time to like be involved in the hobby. So I had to prioritize what I did with that time. And I try to prioritize playing. Uh, I follow the industry less. I purchased less games, but as you'll find later, podcasted less, podcasted less. That's <laughs> yeah, true. That's for sure. Um, but I played basically the same amount of games. So, so basically what that shows is you've played just as much as you used to, and you've just gotten lazy on the other parts. Or haven't had time for the other parts. Oh, okay, okay. We'll go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds better. So that was kind of my, my recap. So if you feel like we haven't given a lot of industry news lately, well, I think we have shifted gears as a podcast more just about the discussions, which we, which we always did, but it's more heavily weighted towards that, you know, in answering questions than industry updates, which I don't think people are coming to our podcast for in the first place. You were the industry update guy yeah. on this podcast anyway. So yeah. So Chris it, and I just sat back and went, mm, yep. So uh, when I did the, hev- the time I did heavy research was right around Gen Con. Cause I was, I was trying to figure out what games to buy there. So I kind of got a, a splash of what was going on up until August, which is more well, than half a year. Yeah, that's a pretty good spot. And now I've been, since the year is over, everyone's doing their like top tens so it's it's distilled information. It's true. You know, I'm just getting everyone's top tens, and I pretty much know now what, what all the hot games were that came out. I just didn't know them in real time like usual. So then you were down at the level of Chris and I for, that brief, time. for that brief time. Yeah, yes. e- except yeah. Chris would never watch a top ten video of 2019. Well, no, no. <laughs> Maybe if I was forced to. <laughs> uh, it's like the perfect torture device for him. Just set him up in front of YouTube and play videos over and over again. Out. No, nah, because that's all you got. You're strapped to a board with that screen right in front of your face, and you're, you're, that's it. Mm-hmm. Toothpicks we'll holding your eyes open. On halftime. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Put anything on halftime is a problem. Love the YouTube speed up. Yeah, it's Big pretty fan. pretty useful. How about you guys? How would you, how would you summarize your year? What would your recap be? For 2019, well, I don't know that I would give it a title necessarily, but I just I played some games. I had fun and I, I enjoyed them and had a good time. And uh, that's what happened in 2018 too. Same old, same, same old for you. Yeah. I think it's pretty much the same for me too. I just, I played a lot of newer games one time, played some games that we've played before multiple times. Um, and then, you know, still the, the top games are, are, are pretty much similar to what they were the year before. And we, we had a goal not to do that. Goal not to do what? Just to play a game one time. Yeah, right. I remember right. we talked about that, and I think 2019 is Ryan had a challenge just, for not that. just a failure, but an epic failure. Yeah, Ryan had we, a challenge to play every game that. at least three times in his collection, which I'm sure but, he'll report he, on. Ryan has a way of making stats work out. So, I don't <laughs> well, know. yeah, that but, is the beauty of statistics: is you can make them say whatever yeah. you want. I know for me, I played way more new games than I did games I already played. If you're kind of Gen Con, Sauce Con, Game Night. It's probably I'll true. It up. I mean, I mean, Lots of obviously, games. Gen Con was pretty much all new games. There yeah. wasn't really many that we replayed during Gen Con. But the ones Gen- that we did maybe might have gotten to three or four. Yeah, I mean, so I did make a concerted effort, and I am going to report on this later. But yeah. you know, like the games that I bought for Gen Con, I basically brought only those games to game night. Ever since then, I just don't know what happens. Though is we don't pick the games. I don't think that, I don't think it's my. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know if it's my fault that we've played a lot of new games. I think other people are bringing a lot of new games. Absolutely. Or, or oh, yeah. Stuff. yeah. And, yeah it, and I would go so far as to say the majority of our group prefers that. Yeah, you might be right. Not 100% of them, but the majority. And honestly, what it comes down to is Nathan, he is always prepared 
if he brings a new game, he's prepared to teach it. Mm-hmm. It's very true. And it's like, I have the choice of trying to muddle through something or try to remember the rules, even of a game that we've already played or just let Nathan teach us a game. Right. And it's just way easier just to let him do it. And right. we'll just play whatever he has. But I tried, yeah. I've been trying. I, I still, it's still been a very good, good year for games though. I mean, all the Wednesdays have been a lot of fun still. So yeah. yep. we might have a little more chit chat time than we used to. Yeah. A lot of downtime between games sometimes we just start talking about stuff and you know that's not being a game and just people leaving a little earlier than normal too a lot of people cutting out that well and some people versus, are coming really late yeah and some people getting there and later. We're, we're in that we have that problem where we but like to because wait you guys are playing your legacy game we haven't played that in we only played it five four times. months five months something yeah we played it five times this year you sure about that i have seven really i have seven in my list seven charter stones I might have forgot to log a couple of Charterstone plays. I think you did. Uh, even seven seems low. And one of those was at, or we played two of those at SauceCon. Correct. We haven't even, yeah, we haven't been able to play because one, yeah. like one of us hasn't yeah, been there. Nathan missed a couple months. Ryan's missed a couple months. So yeah, there's been times we just haven't had all the players in the room. And there's one time I got there. And it seems though when we play Charterstone, everybody shows up early. Right. And then, and then we when don't we don't play Charterstone, everybody shows up at seven. Right. So I, I don't know what's going on there. It's yeah. like they know that we're not playing, so they... Just wait. I don't get it. So let's get into some stats. stats. I've got a lot of stats because if you remember last year, I mentioned I started using the BG Stats app. Yes. It has stats in the name. Stats. So I got lots of new stats. Stats. This year. It was stats the, is short was, for statistics. It was the $2 app purchase. It was. Whoa. I did all the in-app upgrades, though. I think I spent like $10. Whoa. That's, like That's an expensive, expensive app. for an app. So we're going to start with games played. Games played. So... Just for comparison, in 2016, I played 176 unique games and a total of 434 games played. That's pretty high. That was 2016. Oh, 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 you're going back to... uh, We're doing the recap of the recap. I'm not going to go back every year, but this year, 118 unique games. Good Lord. 240 games played overall. So almost half of... 2016 how many wait how many new games 118 unique games meaning of my 240 plays 118 of them like there's 118 unique games you played 118 different games what was 2016 of that same number 176 so that's not that much different it's a little lower yeah but 434 games overall which means i played way more Mm -hmm. way more repetitions yes so what was your repetition number last year it was 130 unique games for 240 games played. So my so repetition like is, is better this year. No, it was worse. The you percentage know, was worse. No, it went from 130 unique to 118 unique with the same amount of plays. So that's better. 240 divided by 100 and what? 30. Oh, you're doing it the opposite way. So you played each game about 1.84 times. Okay. Now do 240 divided by 118. Four. 2.03. So yeah. it is higher. Yeah. But you're talking 1.84 to 2.03. That's so. statistically insignificant. Nah, yeah. That's significant. Oh, that's, that's I feel I feel significant. Two percent? That's like the population of Chinese in Chicago. It's significant. There's more than that. Two percent? Two percent, buddy. No, I, that's fake news. There's no <laughs> way that there's only two percent. Chinese uh, in Chicago. I've done the I've done the research from the census data. All right. Anyways, we'll get to my unique plays, which are more in the realm of reality. Okay. <laughs> I only hit, I only played thirty eight unique games and total plays of one hundred and seventeen. Wow. So your number would be about four or three, three to four. Let's bring up that. Old how, how did you do that? Did you use the app too? I use the the, the board game board game, game app. Yeah. Every oh. every time I play a game, I, I log it. Okay. So 117 divided by... Is that counting X-Wing with Jim? 
That is counting X-Wing, yes. Okay. So I'm at 3.07. I'd like to remove... It's a way to remove that from the... It's a game. Number. Well, how, yeah. how does that not count? Because I think it's throwing off the numbers. Yeah, it's, How is that throwing off the numbers? Because you're having a lot of repetitions. I, I played X-Wing 17 times last year. Okay, so... So out of 117 plays, it. I played 17 times. We play once a month. Okay. So the fact that I have 17 is actually more than... so. So still, it'd be a hundred plays. It'd be interesting to know the stat without X. Yeah, I think so that's you're basically point. thirty-eight into a hundred instead. Yeah, so that's that's not gonna be much of a difference. It's about three, less it's than about three. Three, yeah, it's pretty good. Thirty. The the thing that surprises me is your number of unique games. So yeah, three, that surprises oh, me too. Thirty-eight. But but are you counting the games with your kids? Yes, I'm counting that as well. But are you then you're counting the repetitions with your kids too? Of course. Well, I am too. Like, there's no way to not do that. When you're logging games, uh, yeah, you can not log it. Well, no, that, <laughs> there's no way to not do it. That's a it's called not it's logging. Like, I'm, I'm playing a game, but it's with your kids. So what? Yeah, that doesn't matter. Okay, these All are right. still unique. I, I've got some uh, Fireball Island, Curse of Volcar, seven plays. Yeah, I mean, the games that we play with our kids are like hobby games. So these are asterisk numbers. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like not, it's not what, candy. What, what, wait, what are your numbers? I've, I oh no clue. Okay, so you just didn't count that's any why of your I was games. Fascinated with yours because I think mine would be similar to yours, not including Jim and not including your kids. Because I'm talking about like game night, Gen Con. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking about removing. So if you took away the 17 plays of uh, X Wing, I had 26 plays with my kids. So that would wow, be that's a lot. 42 of my total plays. So. That's cool that you know that, so we can adjust the numbers accordingly. I don't, I don't understand why, but hey, you know, we'll go with Because that. it's more interesting about, so, like, the hobby and game night and all that. So I basically played 75. Two. 1.97. Right, so two. So that is about what I would two. expect for myself. I think I'm probably similar to that. Yeah. So Even though I didn't log them. But we had talked about playing... Like four times or three, three or four times. Well, Ryan's challenge was to play each. Ryan's three challenge, times. but I think you and I both wanted to do that more too in yeah. 2019, and we failed. Um, some other stats for me: I played games on 78 days of the year. That's an interesting stat that BG Stats keeps for you. Mm-hmm. So 78 games out of the year, I was playing a game. 78 days out of the year. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. So I have played games with 61 unique people throughout the year. 61 unique players. Okay. Um, I will just say that there's an interesting stat as to who those people are and the percentage that I've played with them. The highest games I've played with anyone was my son. Second highest was Tim. Wow. So Tim, 73 games, 9% of all games I played in 2019. Wait, so you logged who you played it, games with? Yeah. You, you, when you log games in BG Stats, you enter the players. So I enter the players and I select wow. who won. Wow. And then it gives me a lot of stuff. You can even put scores, which you I You can put do. the points. Like if the game, yeah. you add up the points at the end, you could actually put everybody's point total yeah, into That's a little bit too much for me, but I know a lot of people do that. Um, Aras was pretty close. Tim, uh, Chris, I only played 47 games with you. Player counts. This isn't really that interesting. The most interesting set in here that 9% of games I played throughout the year were with seven players. What? So this is a... this what is percent? 9%. That's a lot. It's almost a tenth of the games I played were seven players. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot. I too. mean, he's basically saying 10%. You played how many plays? 240? 240. It means 24 of the games. Seven basically. players is a weird player. That's a weird number. He played a lot of... 
that games makes with sense. seven players. That doesn't seem high at all. So I guarantee you, my count my, of seven my, players is probably zero. No, I I would disagree because yeah. our group yeah, uh, likes to play Obscurio. these big group games. Would that be the only one on the list? Oh, oh I, I misunderstood. So the game has seven, seven players, players in it. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Which, yeah. That. Obscurio is really the only one I can think of that we've done that with. Decrypto. We haven't done that much Decrypto, though. That's yeah. Been kind code of, names. We did code names when you weren't there last time. We did. Like Sorry. we we do tend to try yeah, to do, play we do, yeah, big we do. group it's games. True. Yeah, I agree. We try to do that once a night with the whole group. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, which I actually would rather personally I rather split. But yeah, I only have one Mysterium play logged for last year, which I can't. Yeah, say that, that game. I can't say that I'm disappointed about. Um, as far as locations, of course, at home, forty-two percent of the games I played were at home. But the more interesting stat here is that fourteen percent of the games I played all year were at Tim's house. And 14% of them were at Gen Con. That's crazy. Which means... What Gen- about SauceCon? SauceCon, 7%. That's it? But wow. that means at Gen Con, we basically played the same amount of games that we played at your house the entire year. That's crazy. I thought that was, that was wild. That's crazy, yeah. Any comments on that? I'm processing that. That doesn't seem right because if we play once a month at Tim's... But we only play like maybe two games, right? Yeah, we play for night. like three hours. So two games a night... So that's only so it's 24, 24 Yeah. 24 games. Do we play 24 games at Gen Con? Yeah, because we, we play, play all lot. day, Thursday, Friday, Yeah, but don't we play Saturday. like four to five games a day? Uh, Still, if, if you did five games, if you did five games a day for four days, that's 20. Well, not on Sunday. Sunday would be like one. Sunday's usually, yeah, yeah one big one. So still three games. And actually, there is, a, there is a small problem with this one that I just thought of, which is that I get there a day earlier oh, than you yeah. guys. Yeah, that's true. So it's probably a little lower, but it's almost the same. Yeah, that's cool. and I was a little surprised that SauceCon was so low. I think it's because we talk so much there. Probably. Well, we did, we tend to do longer games there too because we know we've got the time. Yeah. So we'll take we'll do longer games as well. And we did Alvaron. Yeah, that was a whole. That was like yeah, half that a was day. a whole half day at least. I'm gonna start logging my role playing for 2020. <laughs> How many times I role play? So the game I played the most. Which I'm surprised. I don't. I feel like this stat might be wrong. Did we play Word Doomed seven times? That seems high. I have a feeling I got some double logging happening. I, I wonder if you did. You play it with anybody else? No, it was just the one night where we played it I don't multiple think we times. We played it seven. So I think I think my logging got messed up for that. But I think this one is accurate. One week werewolf played six times. Yeah, I, I, I concur on yeah. that one. So that I think is pretty much Word Doomed. I have is four plays. All right. I'll have to yeah, compare notes with right. you because we're in all the same games yeah. together. Charterstone, I only had five. You're saying seven. So that yeah. would be the highest, I guess, if we played seven. Yeah. Win percentage of people I played games with. Any predictions on who has the highest win percentage? No, it's Tim. Of everyone in our game well, group. If you played with me the most, I got to imagine it's me. It's right. by far Tim. Or it's a Ross because he always sneaks in the back and he's right. not that far off. This is going to be a little long, but I'm going to go through it because it's. I find it fascinating, okay. the list here. So I included everyone that either comes to SauceCon, GenCon, or or Tim's house. Okay. And I have their percentages. And then there's this stat in there called win chance, which is like they calculate based on the game you're playing, they calculate the likely uh the the probability of you winning. So for example, if it's a four player game, you'd have a twenty five percent chance. Yeah. Okay. So they 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 tell you if your average win is higher than your than your win chance. Oh, okay. Ah. Okay. All right. So it, it tells you basically if you're a good gamer or not. It's right. like the stat on, on how, how well you did. Okay. And keep in mind, these are just games that people played with me. Right. All right. Yes. So I almost didn't even want to say this stat, but 
but Chip, sorry, Chip, had a zero percent. Chip didn't win a single game I played with him this year, and we played twenty. We played twenty games together. Oh. So, so that's the lowest. I don't. I don't know what what happened there because I know Chip has won games. That, that, that doesn't mean you won the game, though. No, no, no. it's just of the games you I guys played. Play, with so Chip. I mean, it could be you and Chip both lost. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah it's so. not. It, this isn't yeah. me versus him. It's right. Right. The percentage of games that he won that I was in. So right. that's like saying you're his bad luck charm. Yeah. His much, bad yeah. luck yeah. charm. Yeah. I think so. Chip, keep that in mind. So Chris Johnson, I'm going in order from lowest to highest. Twenty percent of games that I play with Chris Johnson, he won. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. For and it. his win chance was fifteen percent. So he he did better than his yeah. chance. Hmm. Peter Taylor, who came to SauceCon and Gen Con, he won twenty nine percent of games I play with him. His win chance is twenty two. Okay, so he good. did. He did good. Nick, Nick Lanzo, yeah. won twenty six percent of games I played. His win chance was twenty nine. So he did low. He was that lower. surprised me because he's, he's lower than good. his win chance. Yeah. So now Dave, I wanted to call out Dave specifically. <laughs> Dave is the only one in our regular game group that was had a lower win percentage than his win chance. So. Uh, he had a he had a win percentage of thirty one, but his win chance was thirty four. Ah, oh. so Dave in our normal game group is officially the worst gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in just and his character dies the most. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Coming in just over the threshold would be me. So I won thirty five percent of games I played, and my win chance is thirty three percent. So I'm just barely over the threshold. Okay. Okay. Ahmad won 33%. His chance was 33. So he like broke even. Broke even. Even Steven. Nathan, 40%. Win chance of 34. Aras, 42%. Win chance of 31. That's the highest wow, differential that's so far because Tim's name that's isn't there huge. yet. Yeah. Chris, you. Chris, you won 42% with a win chance of 30. Oh, wow. That's I'll take good. that. That's pretty yeah. good. James, 42% with a win chance of 29. Ah, impressive. All right, now here's where the first jump comes. Tim. (laughs) (laughs) He won 500% of the games. 52% of games I play with Tim, Tim won. So over half the games that we played together, you won. Your win chance was 31%. Wow. So that's pretty good. That's huge. That doesn't surprise me, though. But not the best. There's three people coming in higher than Tim. Yes. This is the part that I found fascinating. Sarah, 54% of games I play with Sarah, she won. Her chance, win chance was 31. There is a a small caveat with that in that I'll get to later, but I I did not play a lot of games with Sarah this year. So the Heather won 57% of games I play with her, and we played a lot more games than you would think. Her win chance is 33 Heather, but she is not the ringer of the game group. Who's left? The ringer would be Joel, <laughs> who won 60% of games that I played with him, the win chance of 32. So wow. those two as a couple are like one number one. They're like the two. power couple in our oh, game that, group. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I did not expect that. So Joel and Heather. So Heather played a lot. This was gonna, was my follow-up question. She played a lot with you, you're saying? Yeah. I because had, if it's a low number, like Tim's number is still, to me, the most impressive because of the instances. Yeah. So more, more instances, the more the numbers should level out. So I had, The less they could be deviated. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I had 26 games with Heather. So I had, I had three times more games with Tim. 
yeah. than Heather. Only 23 games with Joel. But those that's still a lot of games. Like, I don't think it was yeah. enough to disqualify it. I, I will say that she wins a lot. She oh, does yeah. win yeah. a lot. No, yeah. And so does Sarah, for that matter. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. So, so Tim, I, there's definitely some truth to Tim winning <laughs> a lot. But it's just there's other people I'm shocked that, that people are were higher though. Yeah. That's very surprising. Well, like you said, it's a number of plays. If they played the yeah. same amount of games I played, it'd be curious to see where that goes. Yeah, because yeah. if you look at instances, like yeah, the three number, I have not the three percent. times as many plays. So yeah, I mean, for playing, I mean, I played seventy something games yeah. with Tim, and he won over half of them. Right. <laughs> those games. And they weren't. And these are multiplayer games. games. Right. Yeah. And Aras, who's like the second most I played with, won like the other half. Yeah. I mean, I like barely won any of them. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's really interesting. Yeah. So those are all the stats I had. It's, it's, it's really cool that you can pull this stuff out of that, that app. Yeah. You know, and if you're doing scores, you could even do like average scores and stuff, which would be interesting to see. But yeah, you, you'd have to be very attentive when you're uh, doing yeah. everything. Yeah, for I sure. forget games sometimes. I have to go back. Yeah. Like obviously, I missed two Charter Stone games. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I thought that was some interesting. interesting stats. Any more stats on your end, Tim? No, it's just it, it ties into the other stuff. So I will save it till then for our. Uh, okay. So magic number. I'm assuming everyone wants an update on the magic uh, yeah. number. Well, you need a magic number update. Of course. So we got it to zero. Now it's free to go as high as it can go. Yeah. It's it's not interesting anymore, though, since he got to zero. It's like he won. Yeah. yeah. Well, I won, but then I lost again. So I acquired. So last year I acquired thirty five games. This year I acquired twenty three. When you say this so. year, are you talking about two thousand nineteen? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You're right. 20, we are doing the twenty nineteen retrospective, not twenty twenty. Yeah. In twenty eighteen, yeah, we're listening to it in twenty. Less retrospective. In twenty eighteen, I acquired thirty five games. I cold one game, that word that Chris loves from my collection, and I ended with a magic number of seven. That was 2018. Yeah. In 2019, I acquired 23 games. I cold three. Ooh, and you warmed four. My magic number hit zero in July. So that was like my big moment. Yep, yep. Uh, end of the year with a magic number of six. I was going to say, I bet it's under double digits. Yeah. So. <laughs> Current magic number I bet of seven. it was zero for less than a day. No, it was a little longer. It, it took a while for that order to come in, so probably a week. <laughs> and I was sitting on the porch. Yeah, he didn't he use didn't Prime for that delivery. He used seven-day deliveries. Exactly. That way it was a little longer. Um, and then the triple play challenge. Tim wanted me to talk yes, about this. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I still am making an effort to play every game in my collection three times. Um, and I'm keeping, I'm keeping stats on this. Actually, this challenge for our listeners is out. There's a link to it out in our guild if you want to join it. There's only like six people doing the challenge. But I actually, it's it's my favorite challenge to follow. So in 2018, end of 2018, I had 2.3% games with zero plays. Right now it's 3.1. So, so you made it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that stat, actually, why it's higher right now. I think what happened is I got rid of a lot of games. Could be. And the stat. The stat well, yeah, if the those stat. were games that were not being played, all of a sudden. Because I'm getting rid gone. of... Like, boxes of games now i have a giant box of games that i'm wow. selling 32 percent of games have w- had one play in 2018 currently i'm at 29 so that the big gain has been the games with two plays showing that i'm moving towards three right it went from uh 13 to 14.6 that is once again statistically insignificant yeah. and then three plus plays is identical 52.6 so over half of my games or at three plus plays. So I'd say no change. Pretty yeah, no yeah. change. 
just a, a trend so, towards mission not accomplished. accomplished. <laughs> yes. So that's the end of my stats. We can move on to resolutions. Resolutions. Let's 2019. This is the out of game podcast where two out of three of us are usually right. Find the right podcast for you at dicetowernetwork.com. All right, people wake up. Stats are done. <laughs> stats are over. So 2019 resolution. What were your guys' resolutions and how did you do? <laughs> I'm going to go last since I've been All right, talking. Well, so much. Oh, I'll do mine then. So mine was to pay more attention to game design for the purpose of designing a game, which I didn't do. Yeah, I just say that's an epic failure. <laughs> it's an epic failure, but I did spend a lot of time paying attention to game design. Okay. Which was what the resolution was. It's true. It wasn't to make the game because I'm keeping it real. I've really come to realize that I don't like tableau building and I recognize that game mechanic from a mile away now. Mm. And it's that I paid attention to um, how games can perform like solitaire. Like you could have everybody playing one game or four people playing individual games. Yes. Which a lot of tableau building. Yes, it is. It is. You can make a case that Everdell is like four player solitaire. The predictive movement in games I'm starting to really enjoy. Predictive movement. Yeah, like Jaws. Uh, okay. X-Wing. I'm, these are names I'm making up. I don't know what the official name is. <laughs> the worker placement I'm noticing isn't evolving. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but it really, it's not sucky, but it's like the same. Yeah. Archit- the only one that I think has been a little different has been Architects. Is that or- the one where you could go on multiple... Yeah, pieces this, on the same spot. Multiple, yeah, yeah. So no one can ever block you from getting something because it's open. There's only three places on the board that right. only one person can go to, which is the black market. Everything else is open, and so no one can ever block you. But I, but I find it interesting that you get the thing. I think that is interesting about it is you get more the additive nature of yeah, yeah having the more, more guys, guys you place there, and then when you see it, when you see someone doing that, you can stop them. Yeah. So there's the interaction. Wasn't there a similar mechanic in the new? century game a uh, new world where there was an issue yeah you could you had to put more than the person that was there. that's what it was yeah. yes and that's that's been in, in, but in general i think it, it's there hasn't been a lot of breakthroughs there yeah i agree i do think that party games have evolved the most and have, it was i think 2019 was a really good year for party games okay in general the the lightweight games the games that you have a lot of people there were a lot of new ones and they were good yeah I felt compared to heavier games, right? They just seem to really represent. Uh, There's a lot of creative content in those too. I found, but like I said, my goal was just to sort of look at game mechanics, and that's what I observed. So I kind of met my goal, but my goal was kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> so it's well, did it you was learn like, anything? It was like, a slam like, like if you're gonna put, if you're gonna implement anything you learned into your game, what would it be? I think I would add program movement. Okay. And I, I mean, I'm not programming, predicted movement, Okay, uh, but I don't know how, but I do enjoy that. And I will not put any Tableau building in any game I make. I, I'm really anti-Tableau. I like Tableau building. I know, but when, when you think about it, you'll get my point. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you're, I, when you're smarter, you'll, you'll learn I'm right. <laughs> I used to like it. Uh, I used to like it too, but... But maybe you're right. Maybe you enjoy sort of being on your own. I do sometimes. Silo. Sometimes I like that someone can't mess with what I'm doing. Yeah. That but it's really not just messing. It's they don't know what you're doing. Right. But I want or care. But I want my yeah. my individual experience to prove that I'm smarter than the people around the table. 
Yeah, I think that's I think, what that's what Tableau building does, and I think that does fit your personality. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need reinforcement that I'm smart. Okay, because I, I get so much that I'm not. You know, so I need the opposite. And I actually never win the game. So, but uh, it, you don't play to win. Of course, if I did that, I'd be out of the hobby. Yeah, you enjoy. You get a different sort of enjoyment, which I, I think we'll talk about next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Tim. All right. So uh, yeah, my 2019 was to play more games with the kids. Specifically, calling out not playing games like Candyland and all that kind of stuff. So, playing more substantive games mm-hmm. now that they're older. So, so total plays, I'm down. 2018, I had 31 total plays with the kids. 2019, I only had 26 total oh, plays. So, cute. five less plays. Cats in the cradle. But my 2018, I played four good games, like actual <laughs> games. So, this would be like Fireball Island. I counted as like one of the more competitive yeah. kind of games. 27 were shoots and ladders, skip bow, shoots and ladders, <laughs> candy land. So horrible. Um, last year, 2019, only six were low, 20 of them were high. So we did, we played Celestia 10 times, we did Fireball Island seven times, flick them up three times. Nice. Um, so when we did dose and trouble and shoots and ladders and that kind of stuff, uh, six of the times. So I played less total games, but I played better games with them. So I'm calling it a win because, you know, the time it takes me to play Fireball Island, I could play four games of Uno. Yeah. So the count's still good. And the count's still pretty respectable. So well, but, I saw just your kids, it. your kids probably would enjoy playing my lesser son, games more often. No, my, yeah, my son asks for Fireball Island. Yeah. All the time. And then for Christmas, I, I got the four add-ons. So uh, we just played Spider Falls. Yeah. He went crazy for it. Well, and he's, you know, he's, he keeps asking to play the new ones. So the new these the heavier games are longer. Yes. So is there a way to tell how much time you're spending with your kids based on this? I mean, when we play Fireball Island, Fireball Island t- probably takes us an hour and a half to get through. Right. right. Versus um, versus Uno. I mean, we'll play right. we'll play four games of Uno in you know thirty minutes sometimes. Yeah. So it's definitely more time. I mean, if I if I had if Fireball Island went as quickly as Uno would, we would have had a ton of plays. That's cool. So and Celestia, there Jeremy quite hasn't quite gotten the whole jump out of the balloon factor yet. Uh, whereas Sam's all about it, so she's she's into it. So we're just trying to convince Jeremy. You know, you know, sometimes he'll be in the balloon by himself, and he's going to have to roll four dice, and he's got like two cards in his hand. He's like, "I'm going to stay." I'm like, "Jeremy, you cannot possibly." He's pass. a gambler. He's like Kenny Rogers. I know. He's the gambler. <laughs> <laughs> so he hasn't kind of got that yet. But uh, Sam, Sam pretty much asks for a Celestia. And Fireball Island and flick them up all the time. And Jeremy is pretty much, he's, he's Fireball Island. Going to your point of they're asking for the games that they know. Sam's kind of spreading it out more, but Jeremy's Fireball Island, Fireball Island, Fireball yeah. Island. Since you mentioned playing games with your kids, one of the Christmas presents I got Evan this year was um, Pokemon TCG. Oh. So, so we started playing that. We got, I got him the set of like the really basic two starter decks, and we've been playing that. Wow. I suppose you didn't take him into Keyforge or something. No. <laughs> He he's really into Pokemon, but we yeah. won't let him watch it yet. Oh, okay. But but playing the card game is completely different than the show. The show. So he he weird. wants to totally see the movie then, right? Probably like yeah. the Pikachu movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's probably okay. It's the cartoon that's a little weird. Is it? Well, yeah, it's... for for seven year old. Yeah. So you got him a pack. And... I got him a, a starter deck, and we've been playing head to head. And and his deck is is amazing. <laughs> He's got nice. so the only way I can beat him. So he he's won more games. Than, is he enjoying it? Yeah, really he loves key. it. He he 
he had Pokemon cards for two years, but he couldn't read yet. Mm, now that's, that's he's kind of a problem. Yeah. So he's over the threshold. Now he can read the cards and, and it's amazing. He can understand games better than I give him credit for. Like there's games that I don't think he's old enough to play. So when we go visit my parents, I'll be teaching them a game and he gets the game better than my parents. Wow. So they'll be asking me questions and he'll start answering them. And he's just watching us, you know, and just listening to me teach the games. So I'm, I'm starting to realize that I could probably start playing more stuff with him. I mean, there's things I always need to remind him of, like all the different steps of the turn. Like you have to draw a card and, and play an energy every turn before you can attack. And he, as soon as he knows that he can attack and do damage, he, when his turn starts, he'll be like, I attack you. I'm like, well, draw a card, do your energy first. You know, and he just wants to attack. What's his winning percentage versus dad? Uh, well, we've only played five games and he's won three so far. And what's your effort percentage? I'm helping him a lot on okay. his turns. Right. Yeah, it's good. Um, and I, I think what, what they did was the, the starter decks are like Pikachu and then Eevee, which is this other character. Hmm. But the Pikachu deck has way better cards. So Pikachu? <laughs> nice. I was wondering what you're doing over there. Um, so the, basically, the only way my deck can win, I think, keep in mind, I'm horrible at these types of games, but I think the only way I can win is if he can't get like his energy fast enough. That's what it seems like. But it's fun. Also teaching him about, you know, not crying when he doesn't win. Yeah. He's, he's getting over that. I'm still working on that myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my 2019 resolution was not to purchase any games that would increase my magic number until the number hit zero. And that was a fail. So I acquired- That was a ridiculous goal when you think about it. <laughs> How are you not going to purchase games? So I purchased five uh, between... So I, my number went to zero in July. Between January and July, I bought, five, bought and played five games on top of the ones that were there at the beginning of the year. And then I had one that came in from a Kickstarter. That one didn't really count. So anyways, that was a fail. I also talked to you about teaming up with you on your game. I know. Which we never we did. We never did. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you going to pick that back up this yeah, year? I, I would like to, yeah. Are you writing any books right now? Or are you just promoting? I'm just promoting. All right, so we can, do, we can talk about your game. Yeah, we can. Can I put money down on this? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I can win a lot of money. That would motivate me. That would, though. That's the problem. That would motivate you. I like that idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> then there's a, there's a tangible goal. You know, there's sure. a reason to... It's like I'm, I'm, there's a carrot dangling that I can go for. <laughs> All right, 2020 resolution. What is it? 20, Gaming resolution. 20. So my resolution, I do like your idea about working together. And I haven't given up on that, but that's not my resolution. Uh, actually, my resolution for 220 is to miss less game nights. I've been missing a lot of games. I know. I'm worried about uh, so that. So are you, by the way. Yeah. But for me, I've been busier than normal, and I've had a lot of free time in the past that I don't now because I'm relationship building and stuff. So, so like a, a lot tableau? of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing some tableau building. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> but even um, my friends, like, like Phil has reached out to me recently, and I have this other friend, Chuck. Like, I don't... I've been not being a good friend. Like, I'm not getting together with them like I normally would. I just don't have the time for optional things like that because I'm doing very important things. And then the other problem is sometimes doodles go out. And this is more like in the past five, six months this happens. I fill them out and then my schedule starts filling up. There's a gap between when they go out, when I fill them out. And then there's this long gap between when we decide what the game night. Yeah, well, and, and it's, it's just like, waiting for everyone else to fill it out too. So maybe, we, maybe, maybe, maybe we got to pull the trigger on a date sooner. 
It's worse. It's been worse the last few months for you whatever know, reason. I'm going to actually point a finger here. I, it's actually Dave is the problem because Dave uh, doesn't vote until I, I text him and remind him and I send him the link. And we have to have Dave's vote to pick Alvaron so we can okay. pick game night. So we need to like get Dave because the, the people who show up all the time are the ones that need to vote. All the Alvaron people need to vote. Right. And then, you know, the people who aren't like alternatives or alternates on game night that come every time. Like I'm always looking for who are the core people, but there have been a couple of times where you've, you've asked like what's going on with the doodle and I'm not staying on top of it. Like I used to, that's when I go in and see, Oh, Dave hasn't actually even voted yet. Yeah. And so I have to go, you know, get that resolved before we can pick the night. Yeah. So we, we need to get better about that. That's my goal. My goal is to try to reprioritize that. And the, the other thing is, We'll, we'll talk about this more in the next episode, but I, I want to try to, this is, this is sort of a sub goal or sub resolution. Like if I fail this one, it's, uh, it's all right. Okay. That's but I have a personal goal to try to understand why people like playing new games so much, because I believe our group is mostly people who enjoy that new game thing versus playing a game we know and trying to win the game and getting pleasure from that sort of competition and challenge. And, and I don't get that. Like, I don't get the new game joy. But when I show up at game night, a vast majority of people there love that. Like, that's all they're talking about. It's all they want to do. There's this euphoria with opening up the box and explore. And I don't get it. It's like I'm, I'm missing something. So my goal is to try to understand that more. So the closest comparison I can make would be like a video game. Like, would you rather go back and play a video game that you've already played and know how to play? Or would you rather no. play a new game? Well, am I playing it with other people? Because I like playing games I know with other people because you got to learn the controls and like it's a little clunky to learn a new game. But if I'm playing with people because I, I'm right. trying to win, the goal is to win the game and to do well and the challenge of working within the rules to have a strategy, like that sort of, that's, ah. that's what's fun for me. And with the new games, you don't really have that because you're trying to hash it out. So I think for me, it's, it's the discovery of the game more than winning the game. Right. That's, that's, that's what I don't get, but yeah. I want to. So you're going to try to get more joy uh, out of discovering. I'm not going to try to get more joy, but I want to try to understand. Like I want to see that world a little bit. How are you going to do that without um, without trying to being more observant rather than checking out? Okay, because I sort of check out when it's like talking Latin and I don't get it. So I'm going to try to figure out what's going on. Maybe we should do. And it. I'll report on it in the maybe, next podcast. Maybe, maybe we that? should do an episode, like a segment on this. Yeah. We should. Because I could, I mean, I could tell you some of the reasons. I could think about it more. Next episode, we'll talk more. Okay. Tim, right. news resolution. By 2020. So it's kind of going to be similar to last year's, but it's to actually play more newer games with the kids and introduce them to more new games and kind of get a more of a steady family game night. Like a rotation? Yeah. So I want, I want, I want to get more family game nights in. That's really the big goal, is more family game nights. So it's like you're... So last year you kind of built up your pool of games, right? And now you want to get them in like a rotation, right? I want to get them in. You know, I bought Century Golem. I haven't played that yet because I was kind of waiting for them. I think they're getting close to the age. But then it's more just, you know, we have our monthly gaming that we do. I want to kind of get something with the kids, like you know, maybe yeah. biweekly. We have family game night, and I don't care what it is. If it's Uno, it's Uno, or whatever. But just to kind of have that. Hey, it's Thursday night. It's family game night. Does Jess play with Yes. You? Okay. Yeah. So she plays she's played Fireball Island. She's played um Celestia. Does so she flip the game over if she loses. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Karate chops the board. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. So <laughs> okay. 
So, so just for comparison, Tim, I'll give you a goal. Ooh. In 2019, I played 78 games with Evan. Wow. And 69 with Ava. Well, those might be same overlap too, right? Yeah. So Most basically, almost 80. We had about 80 games total. We 80 played games. Wow. Yeah. So I'm only. I was only at 26. I got to like triple my number almost. Yeah. And I don't have like a regular night, so this is just. Yeah. Yeah. You know, random. Well, it's every night for you though, right? <laughs> no, actually, there's more times I'm saying no than. Oh, really? Yeah. Like they they ask to play games a lot. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, that's Jeremy too. Sometimes yeah. it'll be like eight o'clock at night. Let's play fireball. Right. I'm like, no, Jeremy, dude, you're going to bed right. in like an hour. No, not not happen. <laughs> yeah, we have that same problem. So my 2020 resolution, I'm straying from some of my previous ones, which really. So this will have nothing to do with the magic number. It's nothing to do with the magic number. This is more about connecting with uh, with some of the. Pl- particular one person in our game group. So of all my stats, the one I'm most disappointed about is in 2019, I only played 11 games with Sarah the whole year. Now for comparison, I played more games with James who has come to maybe two game nights, Nick who basically only came to Gen Con. Yeah. I played more games with Peter Taylor and chip than Sarah. So these are all people for those of you listening that aren't in our regular game group that we pretty much, only see at Gen Con or Sauce Con. And Nick occasionally comes to game night, but it's been almost a year, I think, since he came. Uh, he, I think he came one of the nights you didn't come. Okay. So I was So he there. was there recently. So my resolution is just to play more games with Sarah this year. So if I have a choice between two games, that's going to be my default so choice. So you're going to lose more games then. Yeah, I'm going to lose more games, but I'm going to try to get this stat up to... And and it's funny because we always joke about it, but it's actually like the proof is here. Yeah. We've only played eleven games together in the entire year. So did you did it ever cross your mind that that was her plan? <laughs> no, that's a good point. I should try to ask her about that. <laughs> ever since the Google Map incident <laughs> right. of two thousand seventeen. <laughs> that's a really funny question. Yeah, that could be. Ooh. I think the other the other factor is that she did not come to Gen Con. So yes, that might be a major that's, factor. Yeah, that's a huge gap right there for but sure. But she was at SauceCon. Yep. And Nick, was Nick at SauceCon? No. 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 So I still played more games with him, and he was only at Gen Con. Right. Well, Gen Con, as you saw from your stats, is a big play weekend. Yeah. So. so anyway, that's my resolution. Interesting. And, it, and I can have proof because I'm keeping yeah. the stats. And it's, a, it's an easy slam dunk because Hopefully. you yeah. have so little games. Yeah. Sorry, Sarah. Yep. <laughs> Tomorrow wins though. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some uh, some game categories. You're listening to Out of Game, where Ryan brings the gaming knowledge, Tim brings the enthusiasm, and Chris brings the meaningless tangents. Worst game of 2019. Yeah. Well, worst game you played. There might be worse games out there, but this is the worst worst one game you play. I've played. In so I'm I'm throwing. I had a couple contenders. I wasn't sure where I was going to go with this one. But uh, Time Stories Expedition Endurance made it on the the list there for me. Oh, that's a good choice. I was just, it was just lame. Uh, there's nothing else that can be said about it. It was just lame. The, the my close contenders were uh, Point Salad, Time Chase, and Five Two One One. You didn't like Point Salad, <laughs> Five Two One One. Kind of like Sushi Go. I don't know. It's okay. Wow. I, you know, I'm not gonna go. Hey, who wants to play Point Salad? But if we had 20 minutes. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, maybe. I never thought. Uh, I didn't realize you didn't like that game. It's okay. I mean, it, it's, it, there's, there, it, it's okay. It wasn't okay. It was it's one of filler. the worst games it's of 2019. <laughs> it's, a, it's a filler. It's, but so, no, it wasn't the worst. Time Stories took But it was in the running. It was in the running. I predict, I'm making a prediction. <laughs> yeah. It's my only prediction on the, on the episode that Point Salad will win the Spiel de Jar. For 2019. What's that? The oh game of the, the German game of the year. It's like the most prestigious board game award. Well, let me let me ask you this: for this year's vote, are they going to do it during Oktoberfest? Because then I agree with you. <laughs> That's my prediction. You heard it here. I wish I played it. No, I, you really I don't, don't. I don't. It's like Sushi Go. You wouldn't. No, like it, it is. It's it's not like Sushi Go. It's better I agree. than Sushi it's, Go. Yeah, there's, you're trying to make. Yeah, yeah. It's like Reef. It's kind of. I don't know. The thing that you mm. will not like about it is you told me when we played. Century New World that you don't like having like a point scoring goal. Yes, that you're trying. And that's to all this is. And this game, that's the whole game. You draw a card and you got a. There's a scoring goal on that card you're trying to match, but then you'll get multiple of those. So you have multiple scoring goals across multiple cards. Yeah. And say you wanted to get all the tomatoes, and someone else is pulling tomatoes, and he's kind of yeah, blocking. So you, you get randomly screwed. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I predict you would not like no it. Awards. No, you no, you should try the game before you judge. But that's it. what you, you mean by sushi go because the same thing happens. Right. When but you, this is a lot. But it, this is a lot more controlled than sushi. This is a lot go. more controlled. And there's a lot more things because there's a lot. There's a bigger pool of cards to select your cards from. Yes. Yeah. There's more decisions. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I cannot argue with your pick. By the way. Oh yeah. I, I honestly didn't even think about that. Wow, so that's, that's probably how bad it was in your mind. Well, Time Stories in general yeah, could be the most yeah. overrated game. I'm not going to say it's the worst game yeah. because it's fun sometimes, but it's so overrated. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm calling out that specific one. Yeah, sure. that, that was a bad game, was and just, I, I'm yeah. with you on that, but that didn't make worst game of the year. All right, what's, what I is it? Lay it on us. Lay it on us. For Chris's. Go ahead. Well, does it is, it, is the title of the game an alliteration? It's an alliteration. Yeah. The letter C. Yeah. <laughs> It's called Chronicles of Crime. Yep. One of the worst games ever made. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I know people like it, and it's got the cool VR and all that. But it's not a. Yeah. If you've played an RPG with a semi-decent GM, you would never play Chronicles of Crime twice. Here's one thing I'll say about the game you played of Chronicles and Crime of Crime. I've played three scenarios now. The one we played at Gen Con is, for some reason, had no time pressure, so we could do whatever we wanted. Both other games that I've played, there was time pressure. So you couldn't actually do every single thing. You had to move around and figure it out before the timer ran out. And, and the last one we played, we, we got it completely wrong because we, just, we didn't have enough time to do so everything. Innocent man went to jail. <laughs> and no, we played it with too why, many people. That's not the main reason what? why I didn't like it. Well, I think, I think this is one of those two you played once. You got to give it a second try to prove that it's crap. And then, you no, know. Yeah, I won't, I won't do that. I, I, the, the reason that the second time won't work is because the reasons the game is bad are still going to be there. And that is, I see a keyboard sitting in the corner in the VR and I want to investigate it. I want to check it out. I want to check for fingerprints. Oh, that's not an option in the multiple choice that you have. Yeah, I see it. Meanwhile, in other games that we play, there's it's open world. You can do that. True. I hate that. It's way too linear. So, so you would rather investigate the keyboard and find out. I want out, to do what I want to and do. And find out that it's nothing. I'm immersed in this cool vision with this VR. Mm-hmm. And so I want to explore. I want to check something out. But you're, you're hitting invisible walls. Well, so, so if you saw, so, but what happens though, if you saw a keyboard, there'd be a card for 
computer tools mm-hmm. and then you would scan the the card with the app and it would tell you about the clue there wasn't one for the what i wanted to see and also i was suspicious of some secretary or some right that was the big thing you had. yeah and so i wanted to pursue that but i wasn't allowed to there was no option to do it yeah. and even if i was wrong it would have been fun for me to at least investigate that and you guys can go investigate something else if you want but i want to chase this thread down like a real detective you know i could go down the wrong path there's nothing wrong with that doing something in a game that fails but it's the pursuit is what's fun and you're just denied those options in that game yeah it's too closed off and the problem is being exposed to rpgs you get to do whatever you want and be wrong and it's okay and so when you get into this multiple choice problem it's not as fun so yeah worst game of the year for me (laughs) Wow. <laughs> so worst game of the year for me was We're Doomed. And I, We're doomed. I this is partially having not getting the proper expectation of what the game was when we when it was put down in front of us. But now that you know the expectation, does it change your ranking? No, because I found it really annoying that like the game shouldn't be so silly and stupid that you just can't win. So like they had some dumb stuff in that game where it's already hard enough to get all the tokens that you need to to succeed. And then they would have you like stack them all like stuff like that, where that really bothered you. It I really remember. bothered me because yeah. you're at least you should have a chance. They shouldn't throw in something so impossible to just hose the game. It's like you just wasted 20 minutes doing what it, it, it was really well, annoying. I, I think some people find that stuff comical and hilarious. Yeah. That's and why I'm, I'm, not I'm with you on that. that. It's just yeah. not us. It's yeah. too campy. Yeah. So we're doomed and I have an honorable mention for anyone who has seen this game, maybe on a discount shelf, like for a children's game with the cute little rubber duckies. You see them at Gen Con too. It's called Duck Duck Go. So this this touts itself as a gamer game for kids. Uh, don't don't buy it unless you want some rubber duckies. Dave could play it while we're doing Alvaron. He could. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I wanted to mention that. All right, best game released best game in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Obscurio. Oh, I'm gonna jump on that bandwagon. That was in the running. I kind of was leaning towards that, and then I actually I picked a different one. All right, so what'd you go with? I, I went with the uh, the Artemis Project. Ah. No, I didn't play. So that. more of a yeah, well, it's more of an in depth, you know, kind of more of my style, kind of. Yeah, I, I like the more in depth kind of games like that. With we need to play that building and stuff like that. So that's a perfect example of a game. I learned the rules at Gen Con when we played it. Yeah. And it's like the rules overhead of relearning it now. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I can't we're past remember the, the rules. Nope. Yeah, we're past the point. So I just it. need to, it's like I need to completely relearn the game. Pretty much, yeah. But I want to because it's it's like really high on my yeah. want to play yeah. list. I, I liked it. Yeah. But Obscurio, even though Mysterium was in my top 10 games, I will never bring it on Wednesday yeah. night again. Because well, you don't need to either because I think uh, Aras well, yeah. has it. and you know. But yeah, it's not so. even that. Aras, who didn't even really like Obscurio, still bought it. Because because wow. it there's just so much it takes so long to set up Mysterium yeah, yeah. and Mysterio is almost the same experience with way way less setup and to me that's that's the reason why it, it's you know, kind of replaced uh, it. I've had in the few games that we've played of Obscurio, which I you know I think we've got the number here somewhere. I've had more end game. Oh my God, we won yeah. amazing finishes than in all the games of Mysterium. Right, because yeah. all the games of Mysterium. You got to the end goal. I was like, oh, come, come on, Ryan. Come on, Chris. You guys haven't got here to the end yet. Let's get you guys up here. And yeah. it, it, it's very, 
It's much more of a separate kind of game. I made it there. You're right. So I get three guesses, and you guys only get one. And it's competitive. And yeah. Well, so, but it's then kind you, of competitive. It's kind of because then if you don't get the ghost, right, it's, it's weird. Yeah. So it's kind of like co-op, but not really. Whereas Obscurio is definitely more co-op, and it's a team decision to do these things. And that's what it is. So, so that's a really good point. Obscurio. It gives you the opportunity to have like a jump up and cheer moment. Yeah, yeah. Which actually happened at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Chris wasn't there <laughs> against me. <laughs> that was against me. Chris heard it from the bathroom, and it was yeah. still fun. Yeah, it was. It was I, I still enjoyed that, even with that. That's how great that game is. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 finish on those. I mean, it's probably happened two or three times already with the way the game has ended. That can't. Yeah, Mysterium just doesn't have that same thing. Yeah. The only nuance of Mysterium that I like a little better is in Obscurio, you point to things on the card. So yeah. it's much more, the rule is much more, the the clue is much more specific. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. In, in Mysterium, I actually like it a little better that you have to figure out the whole card yeah. and how it, and how it matches. You know, we can add that to Jason's Dar list. Okay. I think when you have those vague cryptic pictures, it's more random. Yeah. Then versus having the arrow. Right. I think having the arrow, it's a little more on you at that point. It's a really more clear clue, even with the, the um, what's it called? The the things that hold you back, uh, like the shield that. Oh, yeah. Through, like yeah, those yeah. things. Like the, yeah. You're much more in control versus Mysterium. It's one of the reasons I don't like the game as much as everybody else. You guys, this group loves Mysterium that we're in for some reason. And it's okay. But I'm, I'm in the camp with you. Yeah, it's it's just okay. I don't like you're getting these really obscure pictures. I have no idea how to match that. So what's interesting? Mysterium is more interesting when you're playing with people that you know as the ghost. So my favorite time playing Mysterium is when Chris is the ghost because I like trying to read your mind. Yeah, that's true. So, but but like Nathan, the way he gives clues is way different than the way you do, and Aras does it differently. So because you know their personalities, yeah. you have to figure out okay. Like Chris might be going for more of like this abstract idea, but Nathan might be going for something specific on the card that looks like this other thing. So I don't know. It's like trying to get in the head of the ghost. Whereas in Obscurio, you're just making it obvious. This is the thing I'm talking about. You point to it. Right. So, but you kind of have to do that because they have all the other cards to look at. Right. It has to be easier, but that's the only thing. And it's not, it's not important enough to not play Obscurio. Right, like and the the traitor element, which we haven't talked about, also adds a lot to it. Right. Um, so yeah, which I is probably why you have to point because with the traitor elements, right. it would get crazy if there was no pointing. Yep. Okay. Best new to me game of the year. Um, I put Jaws. Yeah. In there because I don't know when that came out. It came out this year. Okay. Or last, last 2019. Year. It was 2019. Yeah. Uh, I. It's, it was the shocking game for me like i wasn't expecting yeah i'm still shocked because i didn't i didn't play that one and i kind of was kind of expecting it to be but now after all the reviews i'm hearing from you guys i'm like and i don't know if it was just fluky that everything came together for that game it just was fun a lot of it told a story you know we had one of the players their characters died during got eaten by the shark it was very cinematic yeah but in dying he helped us out with his last turn and so we're trying to get this it, it was I loved that game. I was shocked. So that would be my um, best game that was released last year. Or new? No, sorry. New to you. So game. do you like new it more than Obscurio, or is, would no. Obscurio still Obscurio. win? Obscurio. If I had a choice between the two, I'd play Obscurio. Okay. All right. Well, for me, it was uh, Architects of the West Kingdom. Ah. 
So we've played I'm that one a few like times now. I, I actually I really like this game. Yeah. I love the fact that the the worker placement, there's no blocks. I like that there's multiple paths to winning. Last game yeah. we played, I I did not a single thing on the uh, church chapel. Right. Uh, and I still won the game. So I just went to do other buildings and stuff. Uh, spent a lot of time in the black market. Got some combos there. And, and just, that was a close game, too. Yeah. So so Tim did this completely different strategy. And then me and Heather both went for the church. Yeah. And I, the score, I mean, Tim won, yeah. right? But the scores are pretty close, which shows that there isn't a dominant strategy. I remember liking this game, but I think I only played it once. Yeah, yeah it's a good game. I, I, I like it. It's this worker placement with, you know, you've kind of got guys that you can buy, they give you helpers, and kind of yeah. you can make combos out of those. So it's a little bit of the tableau, but not really. Um, and then the buildings, so you have to get the resources to build the buildings. So it's kind of like Lords of Waterdeep in that mm-hmm. respect. Instead of, you know, completing adventures, you're completing buildings. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I like that there was the different ways that you could win. Different paths to victory. Yeah. yeah, and this is a perfect example of repeat plays on a game and discovering new strategies. Yes. Because before that game, I would have said, you win by either building in the chapel or building a ton of buildings. Yeah. And you didn't really do either of those. I, think, I guess you did. I built, I built really nice buildings. You built really nice buildings, but what you did was you comboed together the people. Yes. You actually had like an engine going with your people. Yeah, I could go to the black market and yeah. pay less and get it, get brick, and I had a lot of stuff coming in. It was in very corrupt. Yes, I was very corrupt that game, mm. but it, it paid off. I learned my uh, tactics from working downtown Chicago. <laughs> nice. So, so he, so when you go to the bottom of the morality track, or whatever that thing is called, yep. you start getting these cards that are bad. You get your debt cards, debt cards. Yeah. But then he had this weird ability to flip those over into bonuses, which turned into virtue. <laughs> so, so he was getting all the debt cards that are supposed to hurt you, but then he had this that, weird that's a total matrix thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird it's annoying. Yeah, to like flip them over, and they're like all worth two victory points. So oh, it was awesome. Yeah. That that was a uh, that's a very good game. Yes, I'm glad I have best game. What are we doing? Best you. oh, <laughs> best new to you game of the year. So best new to me game of the year is an alliteration with the letter C called Chronicles of Crime. Oh my God, you've got to be kidding me! So, oh, so worst game <laughs> to your best game. Oh my God, yeah, and this is just an example wow. of how Chris and I have very different tastes in some areas of gaming. So I I love the mystery component. You know, something, a comparative I would make on this is like Magic the Gathering. I hate Uh, deck building and you love it. It's like the thing you like and it's the thing I don't like. So I actually am okay with the fact that there's a story with clues and you're just trying to figure it out. And it's okay if I don't get to explore everything. Because in my mind, if I could explore every game, that everything, the game would take five hours. So they're, they're kind of limiting what you can explore to shorten the game length. Because if you do whatever you want, it would, it would take too long, I think. So I like, you know, you explore, you can find a keyboard, but if you scan the card that says computer and it says nothing, then okay, the keyboard isn't anything. There's nothing else to explore. I like the VR component. I like the mystery. I like figuring out. I like the time pressure. The game we played at Gen Con was the worst scenario that I've played. So best new, new to me game of the year, Chronicles of Crime. And it isn't Dude, just me. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, that, that's shocking. I, I literally don't know what to say. Like I'm, I don't. <laughs> I mean, uh, gosh, the keyboard analogy was wrong, and I don't. You didn't talk about the AP problem. You skipped. I, I, okay, you're right though. Different tastes, you know. Tomato, tomato. Multiple choice role playing. 
Okay. Choose your own adventure. Choose your own. It's like choose your your own own adventure. adventure. Yeah. Chris, what's your It's like choose your own adventure with a VR. All right. So most anticipated game from 2019. This was last. So yeah, yeah, this was last year's anticipated game. 2018's anticipated games for 2019. Right. Yeah. And what what did you end up doing with the result of that? Uh, For me, it's easy. Uh, I didn't even look into it. Same here. Didn't even. You did. You gave one. Yeah, no, I'm saying I gave one, but this question oh, this thing you didn't is, play it. what did you do with gotcha. that thing? I, nothing. <laughs> so what was yours? Uh, it, it was Journey to Middle Earth. Journey to Middle Earth, yeah. So it's kind of like, it's not interesting, but uh, I didn't even look into it. I didn't even explore it. I, I saw, though, that it's it's actually doing pretty well. Yeah. It's pretty popular. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Just um, Are you still interested or did you lose interest? I mean, if someone dropped it down in front of me, I'd probably look play it and stuff, but I'm... I'm not looking at acquiring a new game, so I, I, I don't care. I it falls into like so it, it wasn't really anticipated at all. Yeah. Do, do your kids like uh, Lord of the Rings? Or I have not had them watch. They've got they've done Harry Potter. Okay, uh, Samantha loved it. Jeremy, eh, you know whatever. It's not Kylo Ren, so oh. who cares? Okay, um, but I haven't gotten into Lord of the Rings yet. So you just Lord made of the Rings an is kind of a point. stop. You said Kylo Ren. They yeah. have the Star Wars license, so I could totally see them doing. So th- th- this started with Mansions of Madness for like a Cthulhu theme. Uh-huh. Then they took that system and made Journey to Middle Earth. Oh, uh, okay. And okay. they have the license for Star Wars. So that's the yeah. obvious yeah. next game. That well, made. I, I do have a few plays of uh, I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> okay. From the star that my uh, brother gave me. And we played that a few times. It's basically um, Exploding Kittens. But yeah. with a Star Wars theme. So, unfortunately, Jeremy really liked it, so we played it a bunch. But he's kind of forgotten about it now, so I'm kind of glad. Yeah, might might end up in the recycle bin accidentally. Yeah, yeah you never know. <laughs> got a bad feeling yeah, about this. I've got a Trash bad feeling. Can. Yeah, exactly. So, Chris, what was yours? I think he falls into the same thing. No, I, he I didn't, didn't. He didn't even care. Oh, yeah, the Chris didn't know. He didn't pursue. Okay, so mine was... <laughs> so, remember, this was the year 2018. And my most anticipated game for 2019 was a game that was being called at the time... Kalis 2018. Okay. Because that was just the name the guy was giving it while he was play testing and everything. Yep. So this is a remake of Kalis. I played it at PAX Unplugged. Oh. So the official name is Kalis 1303. Wow. So this is like, uh, when was the first one set? I don't even know. Uh, 2017 or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it came out in 2008, but the, the time frame, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds it like they the tried same. to update the date or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a year in the, in the future. Yeah, but basically, Kalis 1303 was kind of like a prettier version of Kalis with its soul removed. So it's, like, it's like Rowan. So you... <laughs> <laughs> or Matt. They, they streamlined it so much that a lot of the tension in the game is, well, that sucks. is gone. Yeah. So they did pretty... They heard your pretty remark that they wanted it pretty. Yeah, they made it pretty. But yeah, if they took away... Yeah, the they, guts. Like, like the building at the castle was completely abstracted. So it's like you're not. There's so much pressure to build at the castle. Yes, and you felt like you were contributing. And if you didn't contribute, you got negative points. Correct. They they streamlined that a lot. Like, there's not really this competition to build there. There aren't a set amount of slots. There's no penalty for not doing it. Huh. So that is all gone. That the provost thing is still there. The only thing new they added were like these, there's like these six abilities you can get. They're cards and you can get them and it gives you that ability, but then someone can take it from you. So you could temporarily have like a bonus. Okay. So those moved around in our game. Um, I played it with Clifford and Jason at PAX Unplugged. Clifford ended up, I think with almost all six of them by the end of the game. Oh geez. So, and I don't even remember 
I don't. He, I, th- I think he did win, but he didn't like blow us away. So it's not like they were that great. So I don't know. I'm not gonna. By the way, the provost. Yeah. That's another thing on the dar list. Yeah. Only for you though. Well, that. No, no, like for anybody. I mean, because you could be doing your thing. No. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I provost you out of the blue, and you're you're screwed. At least the only time that happens. The only time that I would it can call happen at any time. The only time I'd call that is something would be screwed is if, if I'm like three back from the provost but and someone happen. does it. If I take the one right next to the provost, you're asking right. to get toasted. Yeah, but what if what if I don't have any other moves and I I see you're kind of doing well, and so out of the blue, you're not even that high up. I jack the thing backward just because I can. If, if I'm taking the last spot right by the provost, I'm almost expecting it to happen. But what if you're not? If I'm like, like four back and I get provosted, yeah. then that's when the dark yeah. kicks in. Right, me. because there's no rule that you can't provost somebody if they're far back. That's true. So, yeah, dar. Yeah, we've talked about this before. How Kayla's, I don't know if that was on the list, though. Right. Well, that's that's the... Yeah, I don't know how you would define that, but it's it's the other people can It's like mess random screwage. Yeah, that, yeah. So yeah, I wish they would have just taken that artist and remade original Kalis. Hmm. Um, what would be the point of that, though? You, I would need, buy you, it. you need to make some you changes would? to the game. Yeah, if they came out with a, like a deluxe version or a, a, new, a new version of Kalis that was exactly the same, but had but, very pretty people, but pretty art, nicer components, I would totally buy it, and I would get rid of the old one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I like to. I do that sometimes. I'll buy the deluxe. Like I, we bought, should, but we. That's something that we should play that game more. Yeah, it's been a while. We don't need to like reteach the rules. We all pretty much know it. I mean, we'd have to. I was pressure, burnt. I mean, weren't you a little burnt out? That's why we stopped playing. No, it's yeah. because there's a million new games. Yeah, but yeah. I was burned out on it. We well, isn't that because like you started playing it like on the phone or something or your tablet? Oh, that was me. Oh, that was you. Okay. Yeah, I was doing. I that started too. playing it on yeah, the iPad. Yeah. But he burned we, himself oh, yeah. on the tablet. But we used to play it a lot, and I just did we really? It was so when we. I think you, I've mentioned we probably played it five times. No, yeah, I think it was it was <laughs> no, under ten. That's not true. <laughs> when we started, when we started the game group, we played two games all the time. Kalos was one of them. The other was Battlestar Galactica. Those are the only two games we played. We played those a lot. I agree. Yep. So it was like we had to move on at some point. I was I was getting burned out from playing the same game over and over. Yeah, but I think your burnout rate yeah. is faster. That's probably than, true. It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't. Deny He's like that. the 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 very small hot burning yes. star that burns out quickly. Supernova right away. Yes, <laughs> yes. and then black hole. Cool. He cool starts with, with no hydrogen. He just starts out there. He's really quick. He just burns. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So most anticipated game for twenty twenty. Well, if I know what's coming out, nah, I don't. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, it's a really good game. Yeah, it's a co-op <laughs> with a secret goal. Yeah, and you actually make up your own secret goal before the game and starts. It, and then it, if you accomplish it, you get to the nine planes. <laughs> if that could that could be your goal, but okay. you get to make it up. Nice, <laughs> Tim. Did you find anything? I did, and you you said that you're going to try to predict what I said. Oh yeah. So I want, I want to see if you're going to predict what I picked. Well, by the look on your face, I'm probably wrong. But I thought you would say Dark Tower. No, yeah, not fail. Okay. So my most anticipated, I really don't care, game coming up in 2020. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not really looking for games. But uh, I, I, I kind of did a little checking, and I saw this little game called uh, Dungeon Drop. Oh. Which looked kind of interesting. Kind of like uh, there's different colored cubes, and you seem to like, you're kind of like doing an adventure, Dungeons & Dragons style Kind of a dungeon crawler, so not, it's kind of interesting. You're not anticipating that game. <laughs> no, you're just, not going to get I'm, that I'm game. Not, I'm not, not going to play that any game. game. That's just this a, is called fake news. I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> anticipate any games because I'm not. 
Right. Like I said, I like playing the games we have, and when the new games come along, I'm not looking forward to them, but if I see one and I, it gets good reviews, you know, like if this game gets great reviews, I would probably look into it more. You but wouldn't like, buy it. I, I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I know. But yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if I had to pick like the most anticipated stuff, it's going to be some X-Wing ship that doesn't exist yet that I don't know about. Yeah. That I'm actually anticipating. You know what, though, I appreciate about Tim? Tim made the effort to go look at the games coming out in 2020. He did. And he picked a game. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm keeping it real, meanwhile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, because Chris does the editing now. Yep, exactly. So you can do whatever you want, Chris. We can just t- talk about whatever you yeah, want. But I can't edit a good answer for me, in. Well, no, but because I, I let, I'll let you slack on the podcasting part. <laughs> slack. As long as you edit. <laughs> it makes up for everything. You want me to make up. You can say whatever you want. I'll even agree with your points. Chronicles of Crime was the worst game. That's right. 2019. Thank you. Now I've got that on tape. I agree. <laughs> oh, we're going to have fun with that. <laughs> All right. So my most anticipating now, game. Now, this is really interesting. This is truth and right. reality. All right. Back to the real news. Most anticipated game for 2020 is a little game called Time Stories Revolution. Oh, my God. Oh, now, you, you, be, you just no, check Chris pause, out already. Pause, pause. You might be asking, what is Time Stories Revolution? <laughs> no. Time Stories Revolution is the designers of Time Stories taking all of the feedback from people who played the original Time Stories Putting the crack and making down. a new game, rebooting the game with completely different rules. So, for example, there is no base game. So Time Stories 1, there is a base game board. You bought scenarios of play. Time Stories Revolution, every box you buy is an individual game and they make more money that way number two there is no bob isn't there bob come on it's gotta bob be a is gone oh man i you like bob s- you what start is the base game what story? about bob? what is the base game the base in time the base game is the board the board the, and then you buy those scenarios or like so the scenarios just come with the cards the board you're talking the board the, there's icons, no board. the dice there's no there's no it's kind of like you're buying a new time stories every game yeah every like unlock those escape room games, you just buy the scenario and you play. Everything okay, is contained. All right. These aren't the best points. I'm getting to the best points. Okay. There's no Bob. What about Bob? You just start in the scenario. There's no Bob. There's no more Groundhog Day effect. Oh, what? You might have just won Chris. Okay. Time I'm, track I'm, I'm is listening. gone. No more time track. Uh, I don't okay. mind the time track. No, the, the whole Groundhog Day rebooting, it's all gone. Now you're going through an interactive story. Okay. Also... It is character driven now. So each character, individual character, so these are the receptacles that you're taking over, has their own deck of cards. So they're all unique and people will respond to you differently based on the character that you have. Also, every agent that has taken over a receptacle also has some background that may change the way they interact with the receptacle and how they interact with the game. So the receptacle's ability plus the agent's abilities kind of customizing your play. Is it an and or is it a, an it's or an or is it an exclusive or? It's an and. Exclusive okay. or. <laughs> 90% of our audience understood that. <laughs> also, you can play in any or, play the games in any order. So you don't, there's no, so there was, well, there was no order with these either. Really. Well, there was supposed to be. Well, yeah, like it that. didn't you really get, work. You get out. that winning token at the end. So yeah, if you yeah. did really good, you got help in the next game, yeah. which made no sense. But, if you want to, you can spend an extra $20 on something called the experience expansion, which will connect all the scenarios together in, into like a giant campaign. 
but that's optional. So if you want that, if you want more background, more story, you can have it. Otherwise, you can just do self-contained games. And then lastly, they've eliminated the dice system. There's no more dice rolls. It's taking out a lot of the luck. I don't know what they've replaced it with. Okay. But it's gone. You had me at no more Groundhog Day. Okay. That was the number one worst problem with Time Story. So I, well, I'm yeah, definitely I, open the, to the, the dice I wouldn't care as much about either without a time tracker, right? Because that's what this big thing is the time. Rolling the dice to try to complete something killed time units. Yeah, if there's no time units. What the goal is if, you're not, if you don't have a time tracker, what's the goal then? The goal, it's, it's like you're trying to... It's So... This is where I think I'm going to lose, Chris. Oh, here we go. So I don't know, but I what I suspect this is going to turn into is more kind of like an escape room where you're trying to figure out a mystery. You're going through the scenario to try to figure out what happened. And there, I'm hoping there's still going to be puzzles and stuff like that to figure yeah. out because that's the most interesting thing. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they're taking out a lot of the randomness with the dice rolling and the, the Groundhog th- Day thing. So it's more of just figuring out the story and hopefully with So puzzles. there's no winning or losing then? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. There's not enough info. See, I don't mind the time track. I don't mind losing. Let's lose then. Well, I if think, I think like what you said, though, is you take the time track and you count up. So however long you take, that's how long or you that. take. Yeah, like based some of those, on that uh, score. The detective game. Right. So, I mean, because like when you're doing the dice rolling, usually there's an opportunity for your character to die. Mm-hmm. And if that's kind of gone, I don't know. You know, I don't know how they're resolving. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm sure like they think about something. I, 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 think about if it. you think about the theme of you're possessing somebody basically, mm-hmm. and you die, you just possess somebody new, and you pick up right where you left right. off. You just have a new character, new deck, and you continue right there, mm-hmm. and you still remember because you're the person possessing. Correct. So you remember everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. they might have fixed that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's something to, to get some reviews on. So that you that, sold me. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So, Time Stories Revolution. So, I have a I have a most anticipated game for 2020. What? Time Stories Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. I sold Chris. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. You but, know. You know. I'll be honest. Like I'm with everything. I'll be honest about it. If they blew it or yeah. if they turned it around. And again, I, I think, like that they're listening to feedback though. That's good. Me too. And it comes down to honestly the individual writers of the different oh, of scenarios. Yeah. Because the first scenario of Time Stories, the original, was by far the best. And the second one was the second best. And I feel like they just got progressively worse. (laughs) So I wish they would just maybe pick the same designers and have them do all this. Didn't you have this game in your top five, though? It still is. But you just said it was like getting progressively worse. Though. Yeah, it has. It's been a while since we did our top tens. We'll have to do, we should do an episode of that. Yeah. So... That's uh, it's my most anticipated. Wow, I like it. Good stuff. Nice. All right. Anything else to add? No. Let's end this on a high note. No, I think that's a wrap. To this game. All right. That's a wrap. Good night, everyone. Story. Good night. Good night. Don't forget to listen to bloopers. Yeah. Visit us on our website at outofgamepodcast.com. Join our BGG Guild 1990. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Stitcher at OOG Podcast. Send us an email at outofgamepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 40OOG-OOG80. For great games and amazing prices, shop at coolstuffinc.com. For more great podcasts of the Dice Tower Network, go to dicetowernetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Good night.
All right. I guess we're on. Ryan guesses that we're on. All right. We're, <laughs> that, we are live. 66.6% chance that we're on. Yeah. We're a little worried about the old recorder over there. Solid red lights on. I think that means we're recording. I think so. I hope so. The board's showing green lights, so that's the board's yeah, working. That happens regardless. Yeah, I know. So board's working. I don't know about anything else. Maybe one day we can just shoot our audio into the air <laughs> and we'll somehow end up on the recording device. <laughs> what? The listeners know what I'm talking about. They heard the song that you guys yeah, did in here. Yeah, I heard it. I there was another it. song. We never did a like a poll to see if what the listeners thought about the song. No, but we did a didn't we do an internal poll or we did an internal one, yeah. An informal. It was close. It's a nine scientific poll. Right. Of our friends. Which is about half our listeners. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chris, I'm gonna start with the spawn point. Because I have some commentary. Uh-oh. Oops. Phone distinct. Oh my god! Hold on. Muffins are done. Muffins are done. <laughs> Cookies. Oops! I turned my flashlight on except instead of vibrating my phone. What are some other? For ones? example, well, you, um, you can't you can't go above three. Three's got to be the number. It's like the you know oh, it right. matches We're the done. three well, robotic laws, right? There might be ten. There's only three. ten would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about five? More. Is five okay? five is okay too? Okay. And four? Is that okay? Uh, no, four is a little no, weird. It's for a little rules. weird. Same four is even though. It's even, but for a list of it's rules, it's imbalanced. It it's an imbalanced even three, number. five, or ten. Yeah, there's no. Well, wait, you just just you just threw out two odd numbers and an even number. That's just <laughs> something's wrong. But five is half of ten, and ten's but like it's still odd like and prime. The quintessential even number is ten. So half okay. of ten, half of ten. No, is I think the the quint the best even number ever is sixteen, because you can get a square root of it. Ten, you get like a weird square root. It's what? a problem. It's true. Sixteen. Not only is it even, but you can keep. Dividing it in half a million times. I don't think I care about square roots. Yeah, you could take the square root of the square root of that one. Although it has, you can. it has square in it, though. And square is like the best shape. It's there like you go. All 90 degree angles, symmetrical, all around. It's got it all covered. I'm telling yeah. you. My son asked me the other day, Dad, I'm going to ask you a very hard question. What shape is half of a rectangle? I'm like, it's a square. He's like, and what rectangle. shape is half of a square? Like a rectangle. Whoa. And then he just kept asking me, well, then what's half of a rectangle? Well, <laughs> we had this conversation for That's not day. necessarily true, though. If I have a very thin, very long rectangle, half of it is two rectangles. Well, that's a stupid rectangle. Or you could cut it this way, and it's two rectangles. Exactly. And technically, a square is a rectangle. This is true. So you could say it's a rectangle every time. Yeah, right. You could say it. And you'd almost have to, because then you'd be right for sure. Mm -hmm. That would blow my son's mind. (laughs) He he kind of blew my mind with that question. (laughs) That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But do those games have a low DAR, though? Like, X-Wing would have a higher DAR than Robo Rally, right? Is that your phone? No, yeah. it was you again, wasn't no, it? No, mine's on mute. Mine doesn't make that noise. I think that, that was yours. That was yours, buddy. No, mine don't make that noise. Uh-huh. It shut off your email and it made that noise. <laughs> uh, no, there's there's nothing on here that would have made that noise. My, it definitely my, came from that side my, of the room. My media is at nothing. Uh, everything shut down for me. I wonder if it was so, my... That was, uh, that was you. you were maybe the, it was my iPad. You were the ding boy. Yeah, see? Try to pawn it off on me. Tell you. I'm just giving Tim an out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not an out because it's the truth. All right, I'm muted. Okay. We're out of practice. Gosh, I'm a, this is going to be a lot of freaking editing. Yep. <laughs> I, I think Brian's doing it on purpose. Just to... No, no I, don't want, he, I don't want this to be hard for Chris. He's like, he's like, you only did five episodes. I've done 48. Here. Just find the clap mark. <laughs> Cut it all out. You can just see my Saturday disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you kidding? It's going to be tomorrow at work. You can you have to protect your the top card in your discard pile is vulnerable from being taken. Okay. 
What the heck? I muted it. <laughs> uh-huh. It's muted. Uh-huh. Yeah, something else is uh, beeping over there. All right, let's see if that does it. The link. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what it is? It's my stupid Nest doorbell. Or my Nest, it's my Nest camera. You have it set for all motion? I think on this device. I should just turn that off. Uh-huh. I don't even know why it's set on here. Hmm. My camera heard a sound, which is probably wind. Yes. Well, you know, I believe that amount of crap I've seen on my Nest camera. Oh, really? I've gotten on our back deck. I've gotten cats. I've gotten raccoons. I've gotten possums. I've gotten uh, squirrels. No UFOs yet. Damn it. It's amazing the amount of stuff that happens out on the back deck. Yeah. Not much happens in my, in Round Lake. I don't have anything in the back, though. Uh, see, I got a nail in the back. The Round Lake is perfect for UFO sighting, though. Oh, I know. It is, totally. It's where the lake came from in the first place. It was a hidden UFO. Round Lake. Round. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A lot of people know that. Did you ever make a circle maze that took more than 30 seconds to get out? No. Did you ever see the movie Inception? Yes. Remember when he gave her that quiz to make a maze? No. And he had, she, had to, she had like a minute to draw a maze that would take him at least 30 seconds to get out of, and she was struggling. And finally she made the circle maze really complicated. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Sounds like Stumped it. him. <laughs> Okay. That was a good movie. I don't remember that I don't remember really the scene. Movie. I don't remember that It was all. when he was recruiting her to, for that job. Director's cut. All right. Are we doing yeah. this? That was a long spawn point. It was. That was. So, like, Maybe we should get into our retrospective. It's a lengthy spawn season. All right. Oh, I lost my notes. Hold on. Oh, my God. Here, I'll do it for you. Well, you can't trust census data from Chicago. There's nothing. There's zero truth that comes out of Chicago. All right. I mean, come on. Let's face it. There's going to be more cut out of this than there is material. Choose your own. It's choose like choose your, your own, own adventure. adventure. Yeah, Chris. Which it's Chris like choose like. your own adventure with a VR. Yeah. Which so if you enjoy choose your own adventure games, yeah, maybe you would like this game. Come out on the. Yeah, uh, that was me opening my my tea from pineapple. My, my three dollar tea from pineapple Starbucks. cherry blue tea. <sighs> that was for Chris. It's refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> it's refreshing. <laughs>